Praise the Lord. What a generous church. Amen. I get into my hotel yesterday and get this nice jacket from the heart. I like it. I was like, I'll wear that. And here I am representing Coeur Lane right here on the stage. Well, God is good. He's been doing amazing things. You don't need to wait until someone prophesies over you to receive your miracle and your breakthrough. When you have a room of glory like this, you can receive at any moment. You can receive while the preaching's happening. You can receive while you're going to the bathroom. Uh, you can receive. We, we, were in, we, were <laughs> we were in Boston, and I was with a friend of mine, Georgianne Banoff and uh, Heidi Baker. We were there, and I think Cheyenne. And uh, this, person, this person fell out in the bathroom. The power of God was so hot. So hot. The, they, they went to the bathroom and they just fell out in the bathroom. You don't want to fall out any place. You don't want to, you, but bathrooms are probably not the best place you fall out. But if you get healed, it's okay. <laughs> they, they fell out in the bathroom, got completely healed, set free, had huge diabetes issues. Uh, God healed them of diabetes. They came, tested, 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 was completely healed, completely set free. In that service, we saw our first, the first time we'd ever seen um, uh, autism healed. We saw an autistic person healed, and it was beautiful. It was absolutely a beautiful encounter. Uh, the, per, the young adult, 21 years old, lived all his life with autism, you know, not just a slight but pretty severe. And uh, he, he gave a testimony and told us exactly what it was like to live with autism up until he was 20, 21 years old. And God is doing miracles. How many know God is a miracle-working God? Uh, he's a miracle-working God. A few years ago... A few years ago, the Lord said, I, you know, we went after cancer. We said cancer has to be something that is absolutely defeated by us. Uh, we cannot be controlled or defeated by anything because we have the cross. You guys know the cross is actually more powerful than anything. Okay, we're going to keep working on that then. We'll just keep working on that. The cross is actually the most powerful, potent thing there is in the earth. There's nothing more powerful, nothing, nothing more potent. There's not, a, there's, not, there's not a better virus killer than the cross. The cross and the blood of Jesus is absolutely the most powerful and potent thing. And I don't share it everywhere, but when the Lord, when, the, when, when we heard about coronavirus, he said, I want you to call your family together. I want you to stand in a circle and I want you to do this. I want you to understand this, that you are not a host of corona. You are a host of the Holy Ghost, period. And, and that's, what, that's what the Lord started off. That's, that's our, our journey to coronavirus, through coronavirus, to experience it. It started with the word of the Lord that says, you are not a host of it. And you are host of the Holy Ghost. Now, that doesn't, that, we laid hands, anointed everybody in our house. We have been completely COVID-free. And God is going to continue to separate his church to this kind of life. Because what's coming down, we need to be better, bigger, and not host of it. This is just the introduction. This is like, this is like, this is like marijuana to every hardcore drug. This is, the coronavirus is not the, okay, you guys aren't ready for that either. All right. We'll, we'll find out where you're ready. We'll find out for what, where you're ready because I want to come to where you're ready. I don't want to actually, we, we've, we've, we've watched a, a few, during the coronavirus, during this, during this season, uh, we started something online and we've done, a, we've done a lot of things online. One of the things that was really important for me, and I'll preach, preach from this place in just a moment, but when, we, when the devil does something, we don't like to just get back to doing normal. We like to come back with strong. We, like, we have to come back, you know. Uh, my, 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 I was always told if they hit you once, hit them twice. Anyone ever heard? That, that's some good street knowledge you need to know. You hit them. <laughs> you guys have never had hurt. Okay, we're, we're going we're to go way back. I, you guys have never heard that before. You need, they hit you once, you hit them twice. 
Well, my wife was like, they hit you once, grab a board and hit them. That's what, that was my wife's thing. And so she, she actually hit somebody upside the head. They, they try to mess with her. She comes out with a board, dragging it behind her. She's a sneaky hitter. She pulls a board up and she goes, Phoom. I mean, like a big old two by four across the head, went bleeding. And I'm like, that's the way I got to marry that right there. That's like, that's. I said, I want someone who can cast the devil off of me, baby. Are you, I like everything about you, but if you can't cast the devil off of me, then we have trouble. Because I know the devil's coming after me because I'm after him all the time. And I need someone who can see him sneaking up on me and get some Holy Ghost on me in the middle of the night. I wake up and she's like, I'm like, I didn't know I had a devil. (laughs) She's like, you may not have one, but I'm preventing. God wants to do amazing things, mighty things in your life. The best is truly yet to come. The Lord told us to stop saying that. He said, I want you to say the best is now. The best is now. We need to choose to live in the best right now. We keep putting the revival off. We keep putting the best off. We keep putting everything off. One day there's going to be a move. I'm telling you, I'm seeing the most incredible things. We, we saw a little baby with, with a two-year-old with, with cancer. In the brain, unbelieving family. They contact a family member in Arizona. There's, they contact a friend in Arizona. The friend in Arizona said, you need to contact the church in Seattle. They, they contacted us th- through online. We prayed online on Facebook. The baby's tumor went away. The doctors are amazed. And, 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 the, and, the, and, the, and the lady goes, I don't know. I've never had a miracle. This is my first miracle. I don't know how to react. How many of you know we need that? People not knowing how to react. I just don't know how to, I don't know what, am I supposed to be happy? What am I supposed to do? And so we've just seen people saved and she's got saved and families are getting saved because of miracles and signs and wonders. God wants to be attractive. We've been really good at being attractive. All right, I'm not going there either. All right, so let's go get into the word of God. I want to talk to you, to you about what I believe that God wants us to posture ourselves for in this year. Uh, it may be something bigger, maybe more. I don't feel like I have all the answers. How many of you know we don't have all the answers, but we do have some, th- some things that we know? And, what, and we see dimly, and I think the revelation is if God gives you a word, you don't completely understand it, and as you get closer to the word, it's not as dim. It gets clearer and clearer and clearer, and you go, oh, that's why. And, then, and we see that in the scripture. That's why it was said, and that's why it was written. Those are times where the dimness starts to get clearer because we're getting closer. Proximity is everything. Proximity is everything. You want to you have a move of God, get, get, your proximity matters. You, wanna, you want the glory of God, your proximity matters. Uh, how you approach, is, it matters. Everything matters. So this year, every year God gives us a way to approach. Last year he said, I want you to have your approach to be the, the approach of astonishment. I want you to wake up every day. No matter what the news says, I want you to wake up with an expectation that I'm going to be astonishing. So even though you would want to just go, my goodness, the world's going crazy. My, right down the street, they're talking about coming and taking my neighborhood through Antifa. I'm, I'm up in the middle of the night. I hardly slept the first part. because Every night he's waking me up in prayer. And I'm praying, and I'm in the downstairs of my house, and, and I'm, I'm praying, and, and, the, and I said, Lord, I, ca- I can't have, they, they, they gave up six blocks in my city. I can't have, if they start giving up blocks in my city, that means they're going to want all the blocks in my city. You give up one block, they're going to want all of it. And so I said, Lord, I'm not going to give up my block. 
And I said, they, but they're saying they're going to come marching down my street. Now I've got a couple, I've got closets with stuff. Or I can, what, what, what do I got to do here? <laughs> I'm in Idaho. I should be able to get away with that one. Come on. <laughs> I said, what am I supposed to do here? And I said, he said, don't allow them. And all of a sudden I get hit with something. And I said, in the name of Jesus. How many of you know you have a name? In the name of Jesus, you are not allowed to come down my street. We diffuse everything you would declare. We diffuse everything that you would do. We diffuse. And it's not like it's a false, a false narrative. It's something that they've been doing. And we say, not in this city, not in our territory, not on my street, not in my house, not in my... And a, and a spirit of God came upon me. And we shut it down. Sean Ford and I go over to the cha, cha, uh, Chop Chaz, whatever they wanted to name it. And we did worship right in the middle of it. And we said, today, all things are new. Well, you know, God wants to have some people that are going to have a little bit inside of you. Anyone got a little bit of... Mm, mm. I mean, I don't have words for it. I've been trying to figure out what's, what is that what you do when you... Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's like there. Uh, and you need that line. You need to get that. Because uh, the church is... All right, I better preach because I'm having too much fun here. All right, Judges chapter, Judges chapter 13. So I said, Lord, what do you want to do this year? And he said, I want you to go to Timnah. Timnah. Exactly. We'll explain. That's exactly what I said. I said, to where? <laughs> and I said, honey, have you ever heard of Timnah? I know I heard it somewhere. And then the Lord said, I want, and he took me to this Judges, and I want, I, want to, I, want to, I want to show you this. In Judges chapter 13, verse 24, it says, Then the woman uh, gave birth to a son, named, he named him Samson. And the child grew up, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him. Someone say, began to stir him began to stir him at Mahana. I want you to know that there's always a place that God chooses to stir you. There's always a place where you get stirred. That place is a place where God wants to move on you. And, there, and sometimes we, we don't know that some things are happening just because God's trying to stir you up. All right, we're not ready for that. That's okay. We'll come back. Some of you have been in a stirring season. Restlessness. Feeling like there's just something wrong and I can't put my finger on it. And I know it's not just the news, but I know that there's more life inside of me. It, the Spirit of the Lord starts to come upon him in this season. Now this is a between and a between. And you have to know that there's always going to be a moment where you don't feel like you're settled. I'm not, I'm not where I wanna be, and yet I'm not where I used to be. And that's where God is actually starting to stir you. God wants to stir some people that feel like they aren't quite settled right now. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I know I'm headed somewhere. I don't know exactly how to do it. I don't know exactly what we're up to, God, but I feel something coming on me right now. And the Bible says that he went down to Timnah. And when he went down to Timnah, he saw, Samson saw a young lady. And the Bible says, she pleases me well. Now, that's a pretty deep statement, Old Testament, you she pleases, not she's just, you know, she's hot, but she pleases me well. 
you know that scripture, that part that says, she pleases me well? It's really important that you know it's really identifying she makes me straight because that's the same word that says he makes the crooked places straight. The same word. She pleases me well. Is she, she, this makes me go from, I want to go from being a crooked, distracted person to living in the straightness. She pleases me well. You never know what God's going to do to take the crooked places in your life out. Gets, her, gets his attention. And so he goes down and he sees her, comes back. And I love this guy because he doesn't hold anything from his parents, even though he knows it's not his parents' best desire for him. He says, he says Mom, I'm, Dad, I need you to know, I went down to Timna to, to, you know, to the, you know, the other crew, the other crew, the other crew. I, we're not supposed to pick girls from there, but I, I went down there. And she pleases me well. And she's of Timna. And she's a daughter of the Philistine. Let's jump into chapter 14, verse 2. It says, and, went, and, and, and he went up and told his father and his mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. How many, how many of you know you got to have a get her? I mean, like a... You got to have a... I, we're gonna, if you want something in this season, you're going to have to take it. We can't have a wait for it. We have, to, we have to know, Father, get her for me. Now, I don't want you to go getting hers. But there's going to be some things that are in your emotions, some things that are, that are pleasing to you that you want to do, you want to accomplish, you want to go after, and you're going to have to know that you and God are going to have to go and get her. All right, we're not there yet. All right, it's okay. It's all right. I know I'm still trying to set up a, I'm still setting a foundation. Look what it says here in verse three. It says, and then his father and mother said, is there no woman among the Philistines or among the daughters of children of Israel, among all of our people that that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistine? And Samson said to his father, get her for me, for she pleases me well. She makes me straight. But his father and his mother did not know that it was of the Lord. And that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. I want you to know sometimes God is looking to set you up in a situation that looks like you're defeated. You're doing the wrong things for the wrong reasons. And God is going to use it to start a fight. See, God is in a fighting mood right now. (laughs) I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, you, muscles. Yes, yes. Yeah, you can have muscles too, you football guy. But back here behind it, God is in a fighting mood. God is in a fighting mood. And God wants you to fight for what's in your heart. There's a passion that's in you and you question it. You question whether or not God is in it. You question whether or not God wants it. But God is not just saying, I, I, I want you to go after it. He's not, you're waiting for permission to do something that God's called giving you permission. And it's the occasion of the hour. And God just showed me that you're going, to break, you're going to break down some strongholds and some struggles that the enemy's been trying to bring against a generation, and you're going to actually lead them into a, a, from captivity to victory. You are a victorious person, and you are, you are God's wrestler. You are God's wrestler. You, you are God's MMA guy. You are God's wrestler, and you're going to put the enemy in a, in a chokehold, and you're going to choke him out. Get ready to choke the devil out in this season to bring victory to the kingdom of God and to the church of the Lord. 
Now, I want you to get this. And I don't understand all of the, 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 underst- the things that we need to understand about desiring something that's contrary to God, but God's saying, I want you to have it. I don't understand the, uh, that, but I do know this, that when I, see, when I see Topher doing something that people would say, that's not right, but in God going, that's right. When I, I think some of the things that we are so not wanting to give ourselves to, like the medical field or, or some of these other places that we say, God doesn't want to go there. He wants us just to go to the mission field. I want you to know God is in, in a, looking for people who have a desire to get into some things that are not the fivefold ministry. Because he's looking for an occasion. Oh, man, I haven't even started preaching yet. He's looking for an opportunity. That word occasion is the word opportunity. He's looking for an opportunity, and he wants you to crave some things that you go, is it right for me to crave these things? These passions are inside of me. Is it okay? It's amazing why God God has brought me into the marketplace, because my realm in the marketplace is to give permission to people to want to build wealth. And they go, I don't know why I want to build wealth. I feel like it's ugly. I feel like it's evil. I feel like it's wrong. The reason I'm in Hollywood is because people go, I don't know if it's right. I remember I went to, did a, we did an event last year. And um, this young, this guy's back, is rap artist. He's in, back, and he's in the back and he's like, got his hat on. And he's all hard. He's like. And then, you know, the next time he came, he's all like. And then finally one day he goes, he stands up. Can I say something? Yeah, it's like, I don't know why I've been fighting this. The whole time you're telling me God wants me to do what I'm obsessed with. And God's interested in it. And I'm being hard. And he goes, I let down all my windows now. And he opened up his heart and he said, God wants me to do this. And God wants to do it with me. If we can just give permission to people. God's looking for an occasion. The Bible says that there are some open doors in front of us. The Bible says they're great and effectual doors. They're great and effectual doors, but there are many adversaries. There's many adversaries. Every time you have an open door, there's going to be an adversary. Every time you have an occasion, there's going to be opportunity. And we as a church, we don't realize that opportunities are occasion. An occasion is our opportunity. That in that moment, there's an opportunity to be bitter or an opportunity that will take us into our next level. There are many adversaries. One of the things that we need to know is that when God starts to open up a door, it, even leaves, it, it can even look like he's closing it because of the challenges that it takes to get to it. That, that, there's the door. It's a great door. It's a, that word is the mega door. It's a massive door. It's a Costco-sized door, and it's right there for me. But I've got to walk through some adversaries to get to it. I've got to walk through some pitfalls. I've got to walk through some challenges. I've got to walk through some pain. I've got to walk through some things. I've got to overcome some stuff that I don't know if I'm prepared to overcome, but I see a door in front of me and I'm not going to stop going for that door because I got to keep on walking through some stuff and pushing through some things and overcoming some. The doors are open in front of you in 2021, but there's some adversaries. The Bible says that you can go to the door. This is what he said to Cain. He says, Cain, if you do well, won't it be good for you? But he said, you need to watch out, Cain, because there are sin is lurking. 
and sitting at the door. That word sin is the word offense. Offense lurks at the door that you're going to walk into. It lurks there to leap on you and try to get on you and try to pull you down and try to destroy you and try to hurt you before you get into the opportunity of breakthrough. He says offense is there. The Bible says woe to the world, woe to those because offense must come. Can I just get to my door without an opportunity to be offended? No. Offense must come. You will never stay in the door that's open if you can't beat offense before you get there. I wish I had someone that would say amen. Right now we're dealing with an offended world, offended church, offended people. And we're looking at picking on each other. We're Facebooking and mocking each other. We're memeing each other. And the realization, we don't realize we're giving in to adversary and adverse, adverse moments, keeping us from the door that God has for us. I'm telling you, offense is, a, offense is breaking. Now this is, it says offense must come. Offense is going to come this way. It says, it literally says offense must come through these ways. This is the way. Offense must come because you feel restricted. Offense must come because you feel isolated. These, offense can't come until you feel restricted, isolated, held back from something. A person who's offended at someone, they didn't give me an opportunity. They didn't say hi to me. They didn't feel, I don't, you don't feel connected. Offense has ways that it comes through. And if we keep the ways of offense away from us, then we will never miss our doors. Is this too deep? You guys stop saying amen somewhere. I, I don't know where it went. I, I'd like an amen. Offense must come through some things. And this year, we're not going to be offended. 2021, we're not going to take the offense of 2020. We're not going to drink that cup. We're not going to drink the cup of sin. We're not going to be the ones that are lurked on. We're not going to be taunted by an offending lion. I put on the coat of many colors because I refuse to allow offense. I wipe it off. We will not have any more offense, just mantles. I wish I had more time for you. Look at this. As you walk into that door, you get your eyes. Keep your eyes on the bigness of the door. Don't put your eyes on the littleness of the moments. Because every time you get your eyes on the moment, it's one of those eye screws get stuck inside of you. And it's a loop just waiting for the enemy to snag. And then you have to struggle through that. And then he snags you on this side and you get slowed down to your door. And sometimes you can have so many loops and connected points of snag that you can't even reach the doorknob anymore. The door is there for you. It never left. But you're so stuck that you've been snagged. That word offense in the New Testament is, is literally to lay a trap, like a stick, a sapling trap. And so you can step into it and it will spring and it will snag you. I was praying over these, this man and this woman. And as I was praying over them, 
they were having marital problems. And the Lord said, listen, this is what you need to do. I want to, I want to show you the picture. And I didn't want to embarrass them, but I needed to show them the picture of what God, God showed me, that they were in their home arguing. He and her arguing. And I said, you think it's you. But I said, let me show you what's happening. There's an entity in the middle of you. And he's whispering in one ear. And he's whispering in the other ear. And you guys are just repeating what he's been speaking. And you guys aren't actually fighting each other. You're fighting for him. That's a snag. That's the spirit of offense. Your pastor walks by you because he has something on his mind. Someone just called in and said that I have cancer. And he has to get upstairs real quick. And he walks past you and you go, oh, he doesn't love me. But you don't know that there's something working. And so the voice comes and he snags you. Not realizing that there's something of an emergency happening. And you get offended. I'm telling you, we're taking snags off right now. Come on, we're taking snags off right now. There's an occasion. See, I can't fight the Philistine if I'm snagged. I can't fight the Philistine if I'm all bound up. Come on, somebody. I am here to destroy the works of the devil today. And we're going to destroy the works of the devil today. We're going to break down the works of the devil. Come on, give me, give me a few more. I know I'm out of time, but I, we're going to destroy the works of the devil today. The works of the devil are going down today. We're pulling it out. We're pulling it out. We're pulling it out. You will not be the occasion, but God's going to use opportunities. He's going to use doors for you. And if you don't get offended, you'll go through the door and it will be a wonderful opportunity. You have an opportunity or an offense. Which one do you want? You have an opportunity or an offense. What do you want? Because that's what the occasion is. The occasion is an opportunity to be offended or have an opportunity. That's the occasion. Which one do you want? I choose the opportunity. Samson goes down. He meets with her. He goes, oh, she's really nice. I like this. On the way down, he's walking through a vineyard. As he walks through the vineyard of Timnah, Timnah means the place that things have been portioned for you. Something's been assigned a portion for you. That's what Timna means. That's where God wants you to head to what's assigned, your assignment. You know what, what's going to keep people alive in this season is your assignment. As he goes down, the Bible says that he encounters a lion. Can I tell you this real quick? Can I get a few more? It, it says it surprised him in the vineyard. Now the Bible, we start off reading that he was, this was how the Spirit of the Lord started moving on him. What, how did the Spirit of the Lord move on him? He didn't, he never had the Spirit of the Lord until there was a surprise. There was no spirit on his life until he was surprised by a lion. People say to me, how come none of the prophets knew what was going to happen in 2020? Because God wanted the Spirit of the Lord to come upon us because we were surprised by something. Instead of being overwhelmed by it, be surprised and anointed by it. God doesn't tell prophets everything because he wants, this, he wants to prove that what he's been doing in private with you is going to manifest spirit. Because if you think about it too long, you'll find a way to do it without spirit. He meant for us to be surprised into power, surprised into might, and surprised into glory. And yet we were surprised into hiding. This is the most mightiest time of the church. 
and the spirit of might is come. I, the spirit of might is coming upon this church. The Bible says the spirit of might came upon him that he took, he took that lion and and tore it open like it was tearing open a baby goat. I thought to myself, is it easy to tear open a baby goat? I thought to myself, it can't be easy to be tearing open a baby goat. But he said, he said it just went, it's like butchering, but he did it with his hands. Can I tell you what you're about to do with your hands? You're about to produce more in this season than you've ever produced in your whole life. You're about to manifest more in this season than you've ever manifested in your whole life. You're about to manifest some glorious things in this season. He went home, came back on the way back. He came back and he wanted to go and see what was going on with that lion. He gets over there and the Bible says that there was honey found in the carcass. Can I tell you, you're going to find honey in the carcass of 2020. But we're in 2021. Yeah, you ripped the lion last year. Now you're going to eat the honey of it. Is there anybody you went lion ripping last year? Okay, somebody, let's pretend. Just pretend by grace. By the grace. <laughs> by grace. How many of you, by grace, ripped some lions open last year? Celebrate with somebody else if you can, right? Then he comes out of the vineyard eating honey of his, of his last victory. And then he starts to share it. This is how soul winning is going to happen this year. We're going to share honey with people. 2021, we're going to be the year of getting honey out of our carcass. We're going to turn around and share it. Radine, if you just stand for a second, I want to share some honey with you. I'm going to share some honey with you. I have victories in my life and I want you to taste of those victories because if you take some of those victories it brings nourishment inside of you it brings strength inside of you you said a word up here you said it's the glory before that in the worship the Lord said she's going from glory to glory she knows one like one kind of glory but I'm, I'm going to introduce her to a second glory the first glory is to to know the glory of his suffering you've you've become so acquainted with the glory of his suffering that, that you know how to sit with people when they're suffering and you've tasted the Messiah, that anointing of the, the, the glorious suffering Christ. And people have encountered the kindness of Christ because you know the glory of his suffering. You've tasted it, you filled it in your body, you felt it in your being, you felt it in your body, you felt it in your mind, felt it in your, you know and own that space of the kindness of a merciful God who has laid his life on the cross and separated his body so that we would have something to share. You've been giving out that honey. But God says, now this season, I need her to know the, the, the glorious honey of a king. He was twofold. He was a suffering king. And we don't fellowship with his king as often as we fellowship with his sacrifice. And God says, I've, I've, I've taught you well in that season. You're going to start to feel something. You feel it? You will not need steroids. You will not need it. You will not need it. 
Your body is not the host of steroids or anything else. Your body is a host of the Holy Ghost. I don't, you never told me this, but God said she will not need steroids. She, she's not going to need it. You are stepping into the glory of a king. And you're going to now have the ability to sit at their bed and be with them and comfort them and love them. And then all of a sudden the king is going to rise up inside of you and go, okay, you've taught them the Christ. Now let me show them the kingdom. I release the kingdom of God on you. Kingdom of God from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. There it is. There it is. There fire. It burns it out. 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 The glorious King, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, He's rising. And truly, as your shirt says, you are the sanctuary of God. And here comes that glory. Lord, let her, let her know that kabod, that glory, that glory that gives no other glory. It has no room for anything else. There it is. Let her know that glory, God. Uh, let her know that glory. Oh, there it is. I'm going to come to three. Don't, don't touch her. 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 Let the Holy Spirit. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. Your loving Savior is now accompanying the anointing of the loving King. You never lose love in either of these, but it's from glory to glory. It's the revealing of the affections of God. God's revealing his affections. Oh, he's revealing his affections. He's revealing his affections. He's revealing, and the Lord says it's all stripped away. Every torture, every moment, every struggle, every, 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 every. Even the enemy tried to visit you and saying, isn't this enough? Shouldn't we be done with this? Why don't we just say this is going to be all over? Let's just, let's just. But I say it's stripped away. Stripped away. Stripped away. The heaviness now will be the weight of his glory. You will walk in the room and the shift of the atmosphere will happen. The glory. The glory of the Lord. For these momentary afflictions shall not be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in Redeem. I'm sorry, I got to put my sweaty towel on you. New mantles, Lord. New mantles, Lord. New mantles, Lord. New mantles, Lord. This is the second volume. The first, the first book was the suffering savior and walking like I described yesterday in the garden with him. This, the second book is the walking with the king, the encounter of victory, the essence of victory, the, the love and the smell and the sound of a victorious heart, a victorious walk. There is weight in this room. 
How many of you feel the weight in this room? Just as I want us to get rid of any place in us that the enemy would have a hook. Can we do that just now? Just, just you and the Lord, just close your eyes. Any place that, see some of us, we don't have bitterness, we don't have, but we may have shame. God wants to remove that shame. He wants, that's a hook. Guilt is a hook. Condemnation, confusion, all of those things are hooks. God wants to remove that. I, if, 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 you, if you, as you guys want to come up, whenever you want to come up, whatever you We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We're getting rid of hooks right now. wants to be eternal with you is what he said he wants to he said I want to be eternal with my people and his eternal spirit when he comes and he baptizes us with power from on high that's when we are able to do what flesh can never do amen all of us every single one of us has has something in front of us from the Lord that we are not able to do. That's why the Lord said, Terry, wait upon me until you're endued with power from on high. That's an eternal power. God wants to be eternal with us right now. You know, eternity has something to say about everything. Every thought, heaven has something to say. Every situation, heaven has something to say. That's why the Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Come on. And, and many times when we talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we're really like majoring on speaking in tongues. But simply what the Lord is telling me is that he wants to be eternal with us. His eter eternal spirit coming 
upon and into our spirit and baptizing us. If you want that, just raise your hands and say, Lord, I receive your eternal spirit to do in me what I can never do. Fill me with your spirit. Fill my life. Fill my spirit. Fill my heart. Fill my body. Fill my marriage. Fill my home. Flood me with your spirit. Your eternal spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this eternal walk. It's not just about what's at hand right now, but he's always going to be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. This relationship you have is an eternal one. Hallelujah. We need, we need you, Holy Spirit. Will you tell him you need him? I need you, Spirit of the Lord. I need you. Baptize me. Fill me to overflowing. Fill every part of me. Everything I am. Everything I have. Baptize it. coming up in you. Come on, God's given me a God's given me an open door. And he says in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, and there are many who oppose me. That doesn't that seems like a contradiction. We think when God opens a door, it's a cakewalk, right? When God opens a door, there's warfare. That's why we have to fight through that thing because there's victory on the other side. Amen. Amen. I want to let you know that we've been really trying to be careful not to highlight leaders in these meetings and just to make sure that everyone knows that everyone has value here. But I want to just say this about Pastor Randy, and I know her well. I've known her for a long time. And she has suffered for the faith. And she has gone through stuff that a lot of people don't even know of. And uh, yet she conquers one plateau after another, after another. It almost seems sometimes it's unfair, but I've also watched such a sweet, powerful anointing come out of her life. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we might be scarred up, we might be beat up, we might look a little funny, but we win. You know, we have in all these things, we're more than conquerors. You know, we want conquering without these things. And all these things, we're more than conquerors. So if you're kind of getting beat up right now, be of good cheer. Come on. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. You're, you're going to get through. Come on, weeping will endure for an evening, but joy comes in the morning. Come on. These are scriptures for us today. There's a fight going on. I had a friend of mine being persecuted. He was in the paper in Canada. I mean, it was just a horrible public attack upon his wife. It was a disaster situation. And he said to me, all I wanted to do is share Jesus to our community. I said, do you think Satan wanted you to do that? He doesn't care if you're nice. He hates the message, so therefore he hates you. Amen. My, my sister here, you got kind of a red maroon top on you. Yeah, you're, you're talking. Yeah, why don't you stand up if you would. Amen. Amen. 
Oh, right back. I'm sorry, man. I'll get a word for you. Just sit down there. I told you four rows back. Four rows back. I always feel bad when people stand up. I'll find a word for you. I'm going to dig into it and get your faith going. Amen. Amen. What, uh, you know, there's just a sweetness that comes out of your spirit. I mean, the, you have the law of kindness on your tongue. I mean, you're baptized with kindness. There's a, there's a, there's a bent of kindness, and you're rich, rich in mercy. And a lot of that mercy and that love that comes out of you is because of even some of the horrible, difficult things that you have had to go through in your life. The road, the road to where you are has not been a cakewalk. And there's been a lot of unfair and unjust, even circumstantial things that go all the way back to your years when you were a young child of the things that you went through. And yet in that, there are some scars in your soul and your emotions but they're to remain there because they're tender, because you can empathize with people. You're going to have a come alongside ministry. You know, the Holy Spirit is called the helper. It's one who comes alongside. And Jesus said, I'm going to, I'm going to bring another helper just like me. He's going to come alongside of you. And, and of course, you're going to have the, that ministry of comfort coming alongside. I, I see you working with people and pouring mercy into them. There's a, there's, there's a word of comfort in you. There's a love in you. There's a love for the unlovely. There's also a love in your heart for the infirmed. There's a love for the handicapped. There's a love for those who have disabilities. There's just a whole merciful thing that comes in upon you. And I think sometimes you feel, I'm just too like emotional inside, and I, I feel too hard. Don't, don't ever say that. Don't ever apologize for that it's the love of God. Because you weep as God weeps. One of the things that you'll be doing, I see you in mercy stations internationally and, and uh, ministering to people and, and in medical type of scenarios, whether you're helping and just support of the thing, just showing mercy to those who, who have suffered, building homes, those who have no homes, and wells, and those who have no water. I, you're you're going to go and come, and that's going to be part of your package. And you're going to be involved even in this community and those who are shut in and, and those who are limited and those who are infirmed. You know, Jesus said this, I was sick. You know what he said? You visited me. You know, you didn't even say you healed me. You visited me. And you're going to visit the sick and the infirmed. And you're going to clothe the naked. There's going to be a whole compassionate, social, merciful thing that you do. I don't know what you do, but you're going to be in people's homes alongside of them. I can even see you sitting alongside of those who die and they're dying and showing like a hospice type situation and you're just showing mercy in that, that particular hour of need because there is such a love that comes through you. Did you receive this? All right. Lord, bless her right now. We're going to give her divine appointments. Divine appointments in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God is good, is he not? He's, he's good. I'm not really doing bad today. I, mean, I get a word for a couple, and then one of the couple, part of the, the couple leaves, the wife or the husband. Where's your husband? Is he in the bathroom? He needs to come out. He, he, need, he needs to. You can't go get him. I know you can't go get him. When he comes back in, just wave at me. I got a word for you. Okay, so. Okay, Sue, I'm going to let you go. Awesome. There's a couple over here that just, um, you have a cap on and 
guys have black shirts, you must be part of the team in the second to last row there. No, you just turned around. Yeah, you and, and is this your wife with you? Are you guys husband and wife? I would love to just give you this um, glorious word because you guys are amazing. But um, the word that came to me was you're pushing uh, a rock uphill. It's a, it's a boulder, really. God comes today and he sees the struggle and the stress and the situation and he comes and this thing that is bigger than you, bigger than I am, heavier than you are able. God says, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring my spirit of grace to move that mountain, move that boulder up the mountain. There's a, a financial trouble that's kind of laid at your feet that wasn't of your own making, but God is bigger than the trouble. He comes today to bring a relief and a and a, resol a resolution, a financial resolution for this this uh, this giant giant weight, this giant boulder. And also he does commend you. Well done. You guys are faithful. Faithful is over your doorpost and this, these things of the Spirit are fairly new in, in some ways. There's a new revelation of God's Holy Spirit that has come to you. Is, is it's, maybe it's you, man, of oh God. But there's a revelation of the Spirit that's come, and you're finding refreshing in this house. You found life where there was no life in days gone by. There's life in the Spirit, new life, and you feel your spirit just rising up in this new way. And God comes today to say, I have more for you, more to experience about the Holy Ghost. These things that were talked about, these uh, miracle tap-in, this year of, of great expectation of seeing God do things is for you and your household. There is a miracle working God on your behalf, and you're going to be part of the miracle stories around here. You're going to lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover. You guys have... So two things, this, this financial mountain that God is going to work out for you in a miraculous, sovereign way, and it's going to be a testimony. And then this healing ministry that's just being poured all over you like oil. You're just covered right now with anointing oil that heals right now. There's, a, there's just, a, just that, it's like you're taking the next step into a next level. Pray for everyone that you've, that you come in contact with that's sick. Be bold, says the Lord. Be bold to pray for the sick. And you will see the hand of the Lord effectively do those miracles. Amen. There is a sister over here that I just, um, let's see, where did I see her? And I'm like, I lose track. Right here. There you are. You're closer in the front. And could you stand? Yes. I just want to pray over you. There's a There's books on your table and studies and things that are on your radar to get done. And at times you've said, is it even worth it? And you've shut the book and said, is it even worth this? Is it even worth all this trouble? And God says, be diligent because I will reward those that are diligent and seek me. And even in a study uh, time and even in um, the natural studying that you're doing, it is not a waste. It is for your benefit and for your future because I am the Lord and I use who I choose and I choose you to do the work of the ministry. I choose you to even in a unique place 
and even in some kind of a medical uh, place where you're going to study up and know how to do things that other people can't, like a unique kind of laboratory technical stuff. There's something that you've got on your radar to get prepared for, and God is going to use you to be uh, a minister of his grace, his love, and his healing. But this is a time of preparation, says the Lord. Do not be weary in well-doing, but but study, 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 study in the natural, study the spirit, spiritual too. Study the word of God. Get to know the word and dig into that and give yourself time for both. I will grace and anoint your mind when you have said, I can't do it. The Lord is going to come in and you're going to call on him and he's going to give your mind a, a release to absorb more. He's given you like an upgrade right now to be a better student, to be even more than you thought possible. I'm going to elevate you even in your grades, your studies, your approach to learning. God is covering your mind and your abilities and he's bringing even an upgrade to your thinking today, says the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. You receive that? Amen. <laughs> Sit down. I got one more. Is he back from the bathroom? Okay. It's just life. Why don't you guys stand up? Amen. You know, there is a, there's an aspiration in your hearts that we want to do more for the Lord. It's up. There's a, a, you don't want to coast. You just don't want to punch in. You just don't want to live a normal life. You know, this is a big deception, this whole well-meaning life that we kind of live a Sunset Magazine lifestyle, and that's what we do. And you want your life to count for something more than that. You know, uh, sister, you have had to be uh, determined in your own heart, in your own faith, to overcome some things internally inside of you wounds of your youth and psychological things that you've faced that, that, that you have conquered and conquering with your faith. The Lord just wants to let you know today that you're winning and uh, you, you're not going to be taken out. It's almost there was a time that there was a great fear that the enemy was going to take you out. You know, that, that, I want to say this very gently. To lose your mind is the most fearful thing to think that I could lose my mind. I, I almost lost my mind. I was a young man. I almost lost. I almost lost it, and I knew that I was. If I don't get it back, I'm gone. You know that. You know that, and yet you're having great, great victory. God has given you a prince. He's given you a wonderful, wonderful man who loves you, according to Ephesians 5. He, he lays life down. He just doesn't do it in the big events. He does it on an everyday basis. Brother, you should be commended. You're gentle understanding, you support, you encourage, and uh, you're leading well. God wants to let you know he's pleased with you, but he's going to put some faith in you, my brother, that he has something more for you. God does not want you to, to limit yourselves, but to think big. You know, what's it saying in Ephesians 3.20, has been quoted here, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, that's our prayer life, and think, that's our vision life. He wants you to increase your vision. There's a real ministry for you two to be a couple that's involved in refuge. You're going to bring refuge to people. You're going to bring people out of junk 
you're going to befriend them. You're going to process with them. You're going to have people living with you. I can even see you foster parenting. I'm going to be real bold on this. You're going to bring broken people in because especially, sister, you know what it is to be in that place. And you just it just never left you. It just it's there. It's there. And uh, you're going to... You're going to salvage a lot of lives. Some will be in your life short term, some long term. That's going to be a great ministry. You're going to make the difference. I can see a day when you have a whole row lined up of people that either got living with you or touched and and ministering. And God's going to give you a big house and God's going to bless you. There's some things that you're doing right now that have the great seed potential of growing financially. And God's going to supply and you're just going to say, why is God doing this? Because we are blessed to be a blessing. I will bless you, and through you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So God has put that Abrahamic anointing on you because you really want to serve people and make a difference in people's lives. And the Lord wants to let you know today that this is of Him. This is not some dream of just a young couple in love and we're just dreaming. This is the real thing. You are really going to be used mightily by him. And it's going to be a one. It's going to be a storybook experience that God would really use us. And you're going to be, God's taking the lemons of your life, my, my sister, and he's going to turn it into a wonderful lemonade. You're going to pinch yourself like, can, can really life be this wonderful? And it is. God just, just rejoices over you. So He is so stinking pleased with you. And uh, he just, he just rejoices. He said to this one, I will look even to him or hers of a broken and a contrite heart who trembles at my word. And he came to you in your contrition, and he says, I'm going to restore that one because there's such a humility in you that God is pleased with. Because of that, his grace is going to be poured out in your house. I've been picking out guys with derby hats today. The guy right up here, guys looking at me. Yes, sir, that's your wife you're holding hands with, I'm assuming. Your family there, okay. Why don't you two stand up if you'll do that. I, my heart has, I've, I've actually reflected on you all morning. My heart just leaps over because there's a beauty in your heart. I just see a, this is a, just a huge appreciation for God. I mean, you emanate thanksgiving like no one's business. You're thankful for every little thing God does. Look at the sun came up. Thank you, Lord, the sun. I mean, you're just, you're just thankful. You're, you're thankful for every dollar he gives you. He, you're thankful for, could, you know, could you help us out here? Lord, you're letting me serve you. What an honor. You're just honored, you know, to do any little thing. and any, You just count miracles all the time. Only the whole church could see faith like you do. God's always moving. We don't see, but you see him. Oh, look what he did over there. I see you tracking people. Like, you remember that person? And you, but you track their story. You, you keep up with them. Remember that guy that got saved? You, you keep up with him and kind of keep walking. Oh, that one? You, you, keep, you keep, I can see you writing cards of, of little affirmation and little notes of encouragement. You keep track of people and their journey. You are selfless. You're about other people. There's a Barnabas anointing on the two of you. You just come along, you cheerlead, cheerlead. You know, Paul said, send Mark, he's, he's, he's profitable to me in the ministry. That wasn't Paul's doing. That was Barnabas's doing. Paul gave up on him, but not Barnabas. They actually had a breakup. They broke up their little romantic, the bromance going on. They broke it up over because 
because Barnabas believed in Mark, and you believe in people. People are backslidden. You know what? But he got saved. God's going to come through, and he's going to do this thing for him. There is such an appreciation in your heart for God and the grace of God working in people's lives, and it's going to, you're like a, you're like the, you're like the Holy Ghost COVID of this church. You're going to emanate that, that joy, that virus, that attitude. And I just want to say this. You want to know what a right attitude is? These two right here. That's the right attitude. That's, that's beautiful. Beautiful what the Lord does, isn't it? Um, God wants to heal heart problems. He wants to heal heart problems. So heart palpitations... Um, pain in the heart. Will you stand? Heart palpitations, pain in the heart, anything like that. Stand, please. I saw your pumpkin come in, so I'm glad that you stood up. Thank you, Lord. Just, just, re just lift your hands and just begin to receive wherever you are. Thank you, Father. You know, this lady back here, what is your name? Anita, you know, you were, you were behind in, in praying and rooting for people over here last night. And I just was thought that, you know, she carries such influence. And the Lord has, is going to expand your influence. Your influence is in the spirit, but it's going to begin to manifest in the natural. And you've wanted to separate into this, this place of influence. God releases that influence on you. We call your heart healed so that you can do the things that you want to do. I see, I don't know if you're a runner, but I feel like you run. I feel like you're a runner. Someone has something to do, somewhere to go, things to accomplish, things to achieve, and that, that you have this go get in you. And so God goes, sick them, go get it. Yes, in Jesus' name, simple word, but you can walk in that. God releases healing virtue. Just all throughout the room, just receive the virtue of health and life. Your heart be healed. Thank you for your heart being healed. Thank you for the heart of God. Thank you for the heart of God. Thank you for the Lord's heart manifesting in you. All throughout this room, heart palpitations, pain, discomfort. I feel like there was a, like even like a pinch, like there was like a, your heart was being pinched. Anyone felt like that, that there was some, like a pinch or some kind of poking in your heart? Is that you down there? Come on, stand up for us then. Just receive that just with everybody else. We thank you for the grace of God. Uh, the, you know, you, you're carrying a pumpkin around, you know, it's like a, all I can see is bounty, you know, just to see a bountiful, <laughs> your best season of bounty. And I don't know if it's because of the pumpkin or because that's what the Lord showed me, but anyway, just carry that mantle. Just a season of bounty, just a abounding season of moving and believing and stepping forward into the things of God. We thank you for healing. Just all throughout this room, even if I don't have a word for you, just receive the healing. Just receive God's healing. Uh, back there in the plaid shirt, we thank you. Uh, you. Not only is your heart being healed, but I see just right down your spine into the right side of your back, God's releasing healing to you. Wave your hand if that's true. God's releasing that right now. I just see that down your spine, right, and God says, you know, you've, you've lifted, you've worked, you've pushed, you pulled. Uh, now this is a season where you're going to speak. When you speak, things are going to change. You were used to, to pushing, pulling, pushing, building, 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 building. I say around you, just building, building, building. But God says that this season, I am actually going to cause you just to be someone who speaks. And when you speak, it's going to move. It's going to bring change around you. So we release healing virtue in you. Thank you. Over here, uh, Green Bay. Go, Green Bay. I don't know if you guys are playing this year, this, this today. <laughs> he says, go Bucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> but God's doing a miracle in your house. God's doing a miracle in your family. There's a, is this your husband there? Somebody you know, do you know him? Okay, guy that she knows, stand up. You know, I just, I, I, want, I release a miracle to you. I release the miracle in your home. God's doing an incredible uh, reshaping. And you've gone almost not homeless, but just in this season of you've had to move and move and move and move and move and move. And God says, this is a season of stability to you and for you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow you to be moved out of job and moved out of job and moved out of job and moved out of job. You, you, you get a job, you, you get and then, and then the house is a problem. But God says stability is coming to you, and I'm doing a miracle in your home. Get ready for just incredible peace, incredible breakthrough. And you literally are going to be that person that says, look what God has done. My family's never lived like this before. Not just your immediately family, but your family, your, your, your generations have never lived like this before. God's going to raise you up and do some great things for you and blessings coming upon you. There's, there's um, the appetites of the old for her. What's her name? What's your name? Yeah, I'm glad you did, Breon. The, the appetites of the past are gone. God's not going to allow you to have any more of those appetites. No more of the craving of the old. God's removing all of that out of your blood, out of all of that, out of your system, all the cravings of the old. There will be no addictions. And even the abuses that came against you and the misuses that came against you to bring you to a certain place, God says, that's not you. That's not you. That's not you. It's no longer your identity. He's stripping that from you. It's coming. It's coming completely coming out of you, coming out of you, coming out of you. So we break that on you. We declare the goodness of Lord upon you. And from this, you know, your heart, your heart has been sped up, sped, speed, 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 speed. And now your heart is healed in the name of Jesus. For all of the effects of the speed, 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 speed are all healed in you. God is bringing deliverance to you. We thank you for that. All right. And then there's, um, woo! I mean, we can do this all day. I know we have to go home and eat because I think we're going to get some food in a moment. So praise the Lord. unless the Lord calls you to fast. <laughs> I just see designs all over your, in your head, just like this wheels. You, yes, you that looked up there, look, yeah, you, yeah, you're looking up there again. <laughs> designs, all, just designs, just, it's just like, I see this like these workings it's like a little like a, a factory going on up there it's just like a outputs and outputs of thoughts and ideas and ideas yeah there you are hi she said hi to herself that was the best this, this, to me this is beautiful because you have been so good at designing but now this is a season of execution Design, 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 design. And it's like you have these frame, framework, work, 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 and blueprints, blueprints, ideas, ideas. Now God's going to be execution. And you're going to settle on one. You're going to, and what you're going to find out is when you execute the one, it's going to now give steam to the rest of the designs to just come along. And what you're designing is a pipeline of things, but they, they, you haven't been able to put them in the order of execution. And God says, this is changing in you today. You're going to be, be that person now puts it in the order of execution. And you're going to be able to see all the things that you're just hoping for, hoping, 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 and dreaming. But God says, you're going to execute those things and it's going to manifest in the seasons. We release that ability. It's, I don't know if it's an administrative thing that comes upon you, but this thing is going to happen. It's going to be very very cool 
Very awesome. Very influential. And, you know, I feel like last night that God released some kind of political thing on this house. And I feel like there's going to be, and you're sitting, but you're supposed to be standing still. <laughs> but I feel like there's going to be either you are helping someone who's going into the political realm actually know exactly how to do what they do but this design administrative thing you're going to see how things work and someone's going to say i need you to help me campaign this and you're going to be able to see it design it and execute it and then another group is going to say i need you to help me to campaign this i mean you're going to be someone who organizes people's lives i mean you, you like to tell people what to do anyway so it's kind of like it's going to be great that you actually she says maybe but everybody around her goes yeah so we know that we, I'm not going to listen to you that, at that point just now, just the people around you that you've been telling what to do. God's hand is on you. I'm excited about your future. It's going to be very, very powerful. And God is raising you up. But don't be ashamed, ashamed if someone says you are a powerful woman because that's what I see. You're going to be very. Jessica, last night when I saw you, I just, I felt like the Lord, I saw you like this. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw you kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, you guys know. I saw, and I saw you like the, the, the worst nightmare to the devil. It's like, it's like, it's like, and I just like, you don't let the enemy get away with anything. There's like no sneaky, nothing around. And you know, God says, I need that force to rise in you because you're going to give voice to this next generation like never before. You're going to actually give them voice. And the way I saw you celebrate your husband, you do that for everybody else. But now get ready in this season, we're going to be celebrating you. We're going to be applauding you. We're going to be, because you are, you're everyone else's cheerleader. You're everyone else's cheerleader. But in this season, we're going to be cheering you on because you're about to expose what's been the hidden gem inside of you and it's about to be like what come on oh, i've been waiting for this season this is the season you're born for this is the time you're born for you've got that inward fighter you are such a fighter and you're a justice person you you literally have i mean if something's not right and something's not just it just stirs inside of you and that justice is there and god's going to allow that justice to come out and to flourish and to just be a prosperous thing i took i took it again from all of the prophets sorry but get ready we're celebrating you already yay Woo! Woo! there's a sister back here um your blue hair if you could stand up yeah there you go. Beautiful. You are a beauty. God declares over you that um, he's turned your, your ashes. Uh, the ashes of mourning have been all over you. And this is a new season that he's turned that mourning into dancing. And I saw you dancing. I also, the word that um, was really strong over you was... Uh, was ministry and I don't know if you've grown up I, I almost saw you like you grew up in a in a pastor's home or some kind of ministry home or and I saw you in a in a bad place in that uh, in the exit of that scenario and yet God has come to bring a restoration to your soul there's uh, a lot that has had gone on that caused a woundedness in you but God is coming today to say you can trust 
You can trust my purpose and my plan for you. Many have spoken over you about your purpose and your plan, and it didn't it didn't ring true to you. You you really did. Um, the wounding caused you to do this. And God is saying today, I just break down the walls of resistance. I break down the things that the enemy lied to you. You've heard lies from the enemy that are that have accused you and have deceived you. And today is a day of freedom. There's no more lies about who you are. You are beautiful. You are a daughter. Beautiful, says the Lord. You are called. You are one chosen. You are set apart. I've designed you in a unique and amazing way that nothing, uh, no words of man can take away the purpose and the beauty I have created in you. Your mind says the Lord, I have a beautiful future for you. And yet the enemy has sown and sown all these things around you through people and individuals. And today we break the hold of the enemy, we break the lies off. You are free from that. In Jesus name, there's freedom. There's freedom for you all over you. And this is a day of dancing. There's also in the natural this morning, the loss of some sort. And God is coming today to say, you're going to throw off the morning clothes. You know, in the olden days, people would wear, um, uh, I mean, the really olden days, they'd, you know, put sackcloth and they'd throw ashes on their head. But in the more, you know, in the last couple centuries, there was a day where women were like asked to wear black for days and weeks and months and sometimes a year. God says, no more. You are not to mourn this loss because I am going to replace what was lost. I, the Lord, will replace it, it, all that you've lost relationally. And I'm going to come in and be a father to you, a father to you, a nurturer, a lover, a leader, a guide, one that's going to give you specific directions as you lean in. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. You've heard this message this morning, but ask the Lord to give you direction and wisdom as you take steps. I see you in the marketplace, in business, even in education, and on many different avenues in this community. And maybe not this community, but you're kind of on the outskirts here. But God is using you and will use you as you call on him for wisdom. Take off the, the morning clothes. Today is a day for you to rejoice in him. You know, I told you I'd be coming back for you. Why don't you two stand up? I'm, I'm assuming we're, we're married here, making that assumption. You know, there is, a, there is a simplicity of faith that's beautiful in the two of you. You just have a, a great ability to absorb the Bible and to believe it and make it work in your life. You're, 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 the, you're the opposite of James 1, where a, a, man, a man who doubts is unstable in all his ways. You're, you're stable because I believe it. I'm resting my life on it. We've built our marriage on it. We're, we're focusing our life on it. And you're just unwavering in it. And the Lord is extremely pleased in you. But there's a mentoring thing that's on the two of you. And, uh, sister, I saw you... Uh, um, mentoring women and you know the bible says in titus that let the older women teach the younger and it says here come on this is not pc in our day to be keepers of the home 
There's a mantle on you to do that. And I, you know, my wife, my wife and I both work and uh, work full time. And uh, and you think that okay, so we're equal in the house. I do most of the cooking, but it's still her kitchen. I haven't figured that out. Everything in the house is hers. It's like she rules all the rules. She makes all the rules that I have to submit to. Then I built an outbuilding, okay? That was gonna be my man cave. Then she took over that. I had a garage on the side with just my tools in it. She took over that. The only thing I've left is my weight room. That's all I got. And she, and, and she's, she's gonna probably steal that from me too. But there's just something about a woman and the whole nesting thing. And but yet in that to beautify the home. And I see skills and and, and even not just the word of God. The two of you know what it is. Just like most of us, the the, the right hooks and the contradiction and the storms of life. And, you know what it is to go through some tough things as a mom and some tough things as a wife. And but you, you and, and not, that's not put down to you, brother, my wife, she could tell you war stories. But uh, the, the issue is you, you got something to give younger women. And when the honeymoon's over, all the Hollywood movies, they're so stupid, they all end with the wedding. I mean, anybody can get married. All nice, okay, it's living it out, okay. As one brother said, you know, there's three rings. There's, there's the engagement ring, there's a wedding ring, and there's suffering. <laughs> you just get, you just get, I just see you holding their hand, honey, it's going to be okay. This is what I did, and, and it's just practical, you know, and there's some natural things, just skills that they don't have. Now, I, I don't know if you have a little bit of a rural background, but I just see that you can actually work with resources, canning and quilting and sewing and all these things. I just saw you training them. We, we were L.A. kids when we first got married. Grew up in L.A. And she was mentored by all these ladies that grew up when there wasn't even cars in this logging community. She learned how to, we, we were gleaning potatoes in the field. And, and, and uh, here's two kids with a college education. We're just gleaning potatoes and how to drink raw dairy milk unpasteurized with the cream on top, you know, and camp peaches and throw that cream on there. You know what I'm talking about. And I was living. I was living. We didn't know what we were doing. We, we had a half a cow. We didn't know what to do with a half a cow. But, you know, they taught us. They they trained us, and she learned how to garden. There was a guy from Missouri who used to tap on our door. Your garden's got weeds in it. You know, it's an old fart. You know, come on, get out there. You got to pull weeds, young lady. And she learned. I, I just see you training women to be more resourceful and, and how, to, how to make ends meet and how to actually live a lot better than they do buying TV dinners and, and going out to eat all the time. Just, you just got that wisdom in there. And, brother, you got a great faith to pray with people. You got faith. I, I want to pray for that person to get healed. Whoever greeted me in the parking lot, I just love this guy. We had one of the parking lot tenants. Just, it was just unbelievable. He prayed for somebody last night, and they just got jolted. They just got healed. I see you praying for people, and to your shock, they're healed. I mean, <laughs> use my hands, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's going to use you. There's a gift of healing in you. So, Lord, I pray right now to release the anointing of healing. We think everyone's all the same in the church. Paul didn't say that. Some people have a higher grace in the area of healing. You do. And so you're going to start praying. You got God's giving you the grace of faith. And God's giving you anointing in the hands. Lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. And your faith will actually increase. You won't brag about it. You're a humble man. You stay quiet. But you will. God will use you. And it won't be on the stage. It will be private. You and the person knows you prayed for them. And they got healed. 
So I see you mentoring, coaching. I even see you taking somebody who's like coming out of prison and just kind of giving them their skills to be able to get back into the game in life. And, and people are homeless to get back in the game, to have a house and get skills. Or mentoring mantles on the two of you. It's a beautiful thing. And God's going to mildly use you. And, and why is everybody I want to prophesy to leaving the room? Where's Cheryl? That bathroom. All right. Okay. I got. I got a word for her when she comes back in. All right. Amen. Guys, don't leave. Don't leave. Natalie, you got anything? Tracy. Okay. You you always do. Well, that was a dumb question. Okay. Cheryl, I just had a I just had a quick word for you I wanted to give you. I, I know Cheryl. She used to be a part of my youth staff when I was a youth pastor. And that was a long time ago. That's I shouldn't have said that. I can reveal some things. Uh, you know, Cheryl, I don't know all that you're doing ministry-wise. I really don't. But I, I, I felt really strongly that you're going to have a real counseling ministry with women who have image issues and uh, who are dealing especially with eating disorders. And uh, you're going to be coaching them to break that thing in their life. And, and, and you will actually have a ministry to really help women in their identity of who they are as women. That's going to be powerful because I just see you transforming lives this way. I, the identity thing is huge. It is huge. It's a huge issue because the enemy has damaged us so much, especially in the West. And you're going to have a great access to heal that. And it, it, this is a new day. This is going to be a stronger mantle than you realize. And it's going to consume the rest of your life. It's going to be a real platform to touch people. And I want to encourage you. Um, next to Micaiah, what is your name? Bree, would you mind standing? Can I, can I say some things to you? I felt like today, you know, I was going to ask you to stand, but I feel like this stand was, was about not only just standing up now, but stand, stand up rightly into the things that belong to you. Uh, there's been advantage taken of you and you need to like, it could be business or whatever it may be, but in this season, you're not going to just allow things to take advantage of you. You have a real strength and force to move you forward to this next level. And I feel like that there is a, uh, a power of dominance over shame that their shame is not going to be a barrier in your life anymore, holding you back from the things that you've been dreaming and dreaming of. There's not going to be a shame barrier. I just feel like that that's removing and that you have such a tenacity and you have even, but in that tenacity, there's questions and even questioning yourself, questioning your ability, questioning whether you can accomplish it. But I want you to know you are pinpointed. You are spotlighted just like now. You are spotlighted for the future. And God has been paving a way for you. And you have questions of whether or not, what does my relationship with God look like? And how deep should I go? And how far? And do I believe in all of this? But the fact is, is God says, I believe in you. So I'm going to continue to chase you. I'm going to continue to come close. And I'm going to whisper those little dreams that are keep rising, those little things. I see impressions in your dreams. I see, I feel like it's God just whispering in your dreams. God just saying, I'm here. I'm real. I love you. That rejection and that pain that you experienced, that, that, that confusion that you experienced, I feel like that confusion experience is broken off of you. And that God is not going to allow you to go that way of just confusion and it, because he's whispering, he's whispering. And I want you to know he's so invested in you. 
mean, he's really wanting to give more investment in you. And the, the things that you said, I wish someone would have just been here when I was walking through that. That's who you are for the, someone else. And what you wish is what you are. And there wasn't anybody there. And they weren't there, as, as at least in the way that you wanted it, because not everybody sees what we need to see. But the realization is God saw it and he gave you a heart for someone else now. Sometimes we experience the pain and we experience those challenges and we go, why didn't I get saved from it? But that's the key. You know what it, what it feels like not to be saved from it. So you can look back and go, I'm not letting you go through it. I'm not letting you go through it. I'm not letting you go through it. And whatever your projects you're working on, whatever you're working on, it's going to do that. It's, it's off the shelf now. We're not going to keep it in the, in the shelf. We're not going to keep it written in your heart. And those little journals that I see, I see these little journals there that you've been writing all this stuff in. That's coming out now. It's going to live. I call it to live. I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering you on. I feel it in the spirit. I don't know you. I don't know your story, but I feel like a cheer. I feel like I want to be, I feel like if I could just follow you around for a year and just go, yeah, dude, oh, you know, just be your cheerleader. You would just li literally rock this world. And so many little girls would say, thank you. They would just say, thank you. Because some of them are needing a hug like you needed. Some of them needed a touch that just wasn't manipulative. But there was, there was a real concern. And you wonder if, that's, if God's like that. But I'm telling you, he's talking to you right now. He's talking to you right now because he wants you to know, I am just like that. I'm concerned. And I'm going to keep whispering in your dreams. Don't stop writing in your journal. But I'm telling you, you're a champion of people. You're going to champion places and spaces for people to have victory. And, you know, I just feel a massive love that's tried to be covered for, with bitterness. But you've been broken free. Shame is gone and freedom is in your life. Will you receive that today? Amen. God bless you. You're looking down for your child running around there in the center. So, you too. <laughs> Can you stand up without stepping on your baby? You know, for a couple days, I've been trying to catch you. And every time I turn around, you guys are gone. Yeah, you're probably going to get him. Um, but, you know, I feel like you guys are you guys are always investing in people. You're investing, investing and sowing and sowing. And I, when I look at you, I feel like you guys are the people who are like you take you're going to take people and invest in them in such a way and make their dreams come to pass. And when their dreams come to pass, that's your dream come in the past that you dream hard for people. And like almost like an investment banker, someone who's just got money and got things and got resources to make other people's stuff happen. God's reserved that for you. So don't 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 hold back from that dream. Know that God's made you. It's not a big word, but it's just I mean, I, I, wanted, I want you to really capture this idea that you're not the wolf of Wall Street, but you're kind of this guy, this people that can actually capture and make people. You know, if I say, I have a business I want to do, you go, okay, listen, let me call, make a couple calls. We're going to do a couple things. We'll pull some stuff together and we're going to make this happen for you. What's your dream, right? You're the Shark Tank people. You are that people that are, you guys understand what I'm saying to you? Is that okay? Yes, no, I'll take it back. I'll put it in my pocket. It's okay for you? I just released this anointing on you because you both are very entrepreneurial and there's an anointing on you for the entrepreneurial, but don't treat it as a business. Treat it as a ministry. This is your ministry. Your ministry is to be entrepreneurs, to raise up entrepreneurs and to make the church's dream come to pass. 
You're the people that says, okay, pastor, I heard what you said. You said you wanted to buy this property over there. I'm going to work with the business leaders and I'm going to go over there and we're going to make sure we get this, this handled, pastor. So this is what we're going to work on. This is what I see you guys doing in making the dreams. And so it, not only are you going to make other people's dreams, but literally you have to know that my mission and my ministry is to make so much money, so much, I can't say the words I want to say, so much stinking money that, that, that every time the pastors are dreaming of something, okay, you guys want to get a building downtown? We got it. All of our business guys, we're going to pay for it. We're going to remodel it. We're going to do whatever. You don't think about it. You don't dream. Don't even, don't even worry about it. You guys have this anointing on you. We have released this mantle on you to build the kingdom of God, to bring in wealth for the kingdom of God to manifest. You are going to raise up kings and manifest kings in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and not just here in the nation, in the world, right? I see your heart for missions. I see your heart for building orphans, orphanages, not building orphans, but building orphanages. How do you build an orphan? I have no idea. But I, but I you know, my, you know so, so, you know, but Heidi Baker, she needs a hundred and something thousand dollars a year, a day to actually feed the kids. That's what you have on you. You have that anointing. So, so you have that anointing and I want you to have to think, well, we're going to get a hundred thousand dollars a year. No, we're going to, we're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars that need to come through you and the, the team that you grow up to build the kingdom of God. So this pastors, these pastors can dream about things without thinking about the money, right? You guys go to church here? Okay. Well, you're going to help them anyways, and you're going to help other pastors. God's like, okay, I don't think they're going to hear. I'm like, but that's okay. It's all right, because you're going to find out whatever pastors need. You're going to make that the kingdom happen. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to do this corporately. This is, I love corporate. (laughs) Because whenever you speak into a marriage, then everybody thinks, oh, they have marriage problems. So I'm not even going to look at the people that I'm talking to. But I believe it's corporate. You know, the prophetic is a powerful thing because it is God's plan from before the foundations of the world. And but when it's spoken, when it's prophesied, it creates what isn't yet. And so, um, so what happens is, just like Paul told Timothy, remember the, the gifts that were imparted to you by the laying on of hands and prophecy. And you got to stir those things up by putting yourself in remembrance of these things. And so what's amazing, husbands, is that... Uh, we as creationalists not evolutionists creationists right we don't just say what is because any dummy can do that oh so dark and empty but uh, that's a dude voice right okay but but we prophesy come on and you're called as, as husbands you're called to prophesy what God's determination is Uh, when my husband and I uh, first uh, I think we weren't even married yet uh, my husband told told me that uh, the Lord says you are meek and and for me to be gentle with you and I was like okay I'm baby bam bam right I will drag a plank behind my back because you're not bullying me so I'll crack your head open that's how I was as a child right and then I would hide for several hours in the bathroom um, so I wouldn't get arrested or something. 
my German teacher, whose son's head I cracked open, um, never liked me for the rest of high school, but it was his fault, right? So, so when my husband told me, you are, the God says, you are meek, I was like, poor guy, he thinks I'm meek, you know? Um, so, but what's amazing is he would constantly uh, prophesy over me God's determination. He was fully persuaded of it, but it formed meekness in me. And I started to get a revelation of how meek the Lord is and how powerful meekness is and how the meek really get everything. So it's always really good. So, <laughs> so I want you to know that in marriage, we all naturally see everything that's missing and lacking, but the key husbands is to prophesy over your wives and washing them with that spoken word every single day. And I wanna commission the husbands in this house to start doing that awkwardly. It's awkward, it's gonna feel awkward, but you know what, now if my husband doesn't pray over me and re-prophesy and remind me of who I really am, I'm like, hello, you know, because it is washing. And there's such a refreshing coming on the wives in this house. And I want you to not laugh at your husband when he's like, I'm gonna prophesy and pray over you tonight. But, but ask him to, ask him to, because as the, as the priest over your life, he has the power to create in you through prophecy, God's determination, even when it seems like it is not even there yet. In Jesus' name.